It's me, it's me, the D-O-double-G, and in case you forgot, let me break it down for you. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, children of all ages, Armchair Productions proudly brings to you its podcast champions of the world, the Punisher Pete, Jumping Jay, enter the nerd zone. Pete, you in the zone? I'm in the zone. Wow, that was a heck of an introduction. Absolutely was. The road dog, Jesse James. Yes, so I guess we're talking wrestling today. Wrestling, specifically tag team wrestling. Oh, I wasn't prepared. You weren't prepared? <laughs> all right, all right. I'll take, I'll take the first go around, and when I'm in trouble, I'll tag you in. That sounds like a plan. <laughs> all righty, so today we're going to be talking tag team wrestling. And uh, beforehand, Pete and I, uh, of course, wrote down secret lists of favorite tag teams. Now, we kind of told each other uh, – you know, they're our favorites for whatever reasons we decide we'll have to justify them to each other and justify them to the listeners out there. So uh, you want to pick one off your list first, Peter? You want me to go? Uh, it's up to you, man. Oh, uh, well, you know, I was, uh, you know, I thought long and hard because this is a very, very sensitive subject out okay. there. Yes, um, it is. <laughs> <laughs> so um, I have a bunch of tag teams that I really do like. Um, if so I kind of broke them down into categories, but the one that is my favorite of all time. Favorite of all time. Favorite of all time was, uh, or is, could be still, uh, Scott Hall, Kevin Nash, The Outsiders. Okay. All right. Yeah. And uh, why, did, why did you choose them? Why, why are they sort of like your number one team? You know, I honestly, I think a lot of it is, you know, they, they came out in my, you know, mid-20s. They were badasses, oop, ASSs. Uh-huh. Um, <laughs> they, you know, just the whole way they that they came and created the NWO, how like it all started. Uh, those guys really um, just to put the smack down, and I, I just I liked them a lot. I, I like how their their characters grew within the NWO. Now, granted, they were great uh, in the W in WWE as. Razor Ramon and uh, Vin Diesel, but when they became a tag team as the Outsiders, I really think they um, they really did take off as wrestlers. Yeah, I mean, I found them, you know, uh, individually in the WWF, WWE, you know, Razor Ramon, uh, Big Daddy Cool Diesel. I, I really didn't think too much of them, and even when they first came to WC, I really, you know before the whole outsiders and NWO angle, I really didn't think much of them, but yeah, they definitely, they definitely were a great team. Like I, cause you never really saw them as a team uh, back in the WWF. So to see them uh, together, uh, you know, their mic skills, their in-ring skills. Yeah, they, they are, they were, they were definitely a pretty good team. Now granted, I said they're my favorite tag team. I say they were the, the best tag team. Okay. Uh, of all time, uh, you know, there's that argument could go on forever. I mean, oh, absolutely. I think my favorite, my, I think the greatest tag team of all time is Rhythm and Blues. You know, who Rhythm and Blues are. Rhythm and Blues. That would be uh, the Honky Tonk Man and Greg the Hammer Valentine. Yes, they were the greatest of all time. <laughs> <laughs> I, I had a lot of free Saturday mornings. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, boy. Uh, all right, so we did the Outsiders again, you know, uh, Kevin Nash, Scott Hall. Yeah. I actually got to meet them both uh, again uh, on 
we'll, hopefully J- uh, John and I will be talking about that coming up on Fat Guys on the Little Coast. We met them at Steel City Con as well. Definitely interesting two guys. <laughs> um, just was was Scott Hall was he was he sober at the time? I I believe he was going through. I I, I want to say more yes than no, but definitely okay. definitely you could tell that uh, wrestling had hit him hard. Yeah, that's just like a little bit of a sidebar. You know, uh, ESPN does those 30 for 30s. They did a great one on Ric Flair. Uh, but did you ever catch the one that they did on Scott Hall? No. Oh, wow. Uh, definitely. I, th- I think you could still find it on demand. Uh, you could definitely find it on YouTube. Definitely check that out. Um, it's heartbreaking. It is really, really heartbreaking. Um, just just to sort of see like his rise and really how far he fell. But uh that that's definitely a discussion for another time. Absolutely. All right. So tell me who uh, your favorite tag team is. Okay. So again, just just like Pete said, this is. I don't think this is the greatest tag team out there, but one of my favorite tag teams was Christian and Edge. Wow, um, I was thinking about them too. Yeah, I mean, they were just you know, they started out as singles wrestlers. They uh, really didn't have much going <clears throat> for them. They uh, were recruited by. I think it was Gangrel, and then later on by The Undertaker to form sort of the brute ministry thing. Well, thank God that was over and done with, and they <laughs> formed a tag team. Um, they were two guys. like, like they, they had that great combination of they were hilarious on the mic, and they had some incredible, memorable matches, especially against the Hardy Boys. Um, some TLC matches they had. Just let me care. Ten, yeah, yeah, they wish. <laughs> oh my god! For for those that don't know, TLC matches are tables, ladders, and chairs, and those those items pretty much littered the ringside. And uh, you know, they they would do moves off of ladders, going through tables, uh, setting up chairs on ladders. Uh, they they just they were just sort of a complete package. And again, not the greatest tag team of all time. Um, I, my vote for greatest tag team of all time were of course the legendary Mulkey brothers. Uh, are you familiar with them, Pete, the Mulkey brothers? You mean the greatest, uh, jobbers on the planet? <laughs> yeah, that they were, and that that's a separate podcast, but, um, I mean, Christian and edge, just, just the stuff they did in the ring and the stuff they did on the mic, uh, is memorable. And, I would just suggest jump on YouTube, Google Christian and Edge, uh, maybe Christian and Edge uh, versus Stephanie McMahon, because they really laid into her a lot. Um, I'm sure they did. <laughs> and uh, just they also had a pretty funny feud with Chris Jericho. So uh, that's sort of why they're one of my, my favorite tag teams. Yeah, I, their antics <laughs> in the ring, out of the ring, were fantastic. I mean, they, they both um, – Again, were awesome on the mic. Uh, they both had great single careers too, which which is uh, which you know before and after. But yeah, those two guys. I, I mean, their 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 battles with uh, the Hardy Boys, legendary, mm-hmm. legendary. I think there's actually a a DVD collection just on those matches. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I, I mean, I don't know the name of it off the top of my head. I'm sure if you go to one of the many WWE merchandise sites, you'll find it. And it's specifically because they had a series of at least seven matches, uh, tables, ladders, and chairs matches. And you know, between between those four guys, you're just going to see some incredible moves. 
All righty. Uh, so who else you got for us, Pete? Uh, well, what other tag teams? Well, so one of the ones I was thinking is probably one of the best tag teams mm-hmm. to actually watch in 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 um in and out was uh, the Hart Foundation, Bret Hart and Jim the Anvil Nightheart. Uh, okay. They, you know, those guys again. Now going back to my childhood, you know, they were in that time of the WWE or F where you know you had all those stupid. Uh, um, you know the 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 clown, the boss man. You know the the cop running around. Where the Hart Foundation really were like that serious tag team, and watching Bret Hart wrestle was mm-hmm. amazing. I mean, again, I think he he paved the way for a lot of these a lot of these guys like Christian and Jericho. I mean, he really was a sound wrestler. And then he had this brute uh, Jimmy Anvil Nightheart who just pound the crap out of you and watching those guys wrestle. It, I mean, it, fantastic. I, I don't think I could think of another team that was as brutal as they were. All right. Well, I'm going to see if I could match you on that one. Uh, one of my favorite tag teams to watch uh, was the midnight express. Now they had a lot of uh, sort of a lot of uh, variations on it. And yeah. Which one? For- Sweet Stan. Yep. <laughs> Beautiful Bobby and Sweet Stan. And of course, uh, you know, their manager, uh, the the unforgettable Jim Cornette. Um, you know, when, when Jim Cornette was your manager, you didn't need to be able to talk on the mic because he did all the talking for you. And he, he was just, you know, you had these two guys in the ring that could really perform in the ring. And, you know, when you got a mouthpiece like that, uh, you know, just doing all the talking for you unbeatable him in that damn tennis racket oh my god yeah now i don't know if you ever knew this uh you know he would always reference his mama and he would always say like his mama supports him and she loves the midnight express like sort of that his mother was some rich southern lady that financially supported him in the midnight express did you know that there was actually some truth to that story no i did not tell us Sure. Okay. Well, he, Jim, well, Jim Cornette, I'd love to, uh, Jim Cornette, uh, wanted to break into the wrestling business really as like, as a promoter or a manager, he, he really knew he wasn't going to have an in-ring career. So when he was the tender age of 16, um, he would go down to, uh, the Coliseum in Memphis where, um, that promotion was run by, well, it was run by Jeff Jarrett's father. So, of course, Jeff Jarrett was there. This is where Jerry the King Lawler came from. Um, and he was he was a photographer. Now, he wasn't hired by anybody. He was a 16-year-old kid who talked his way ringside. He would take pictures. Uh, the wrestlers loved his pictures. The promoters loved his pictures. So they kind of, you know, hired him. And one day, you know, they they said, you know, we want you to manage, you know, a team for us. And um, I cannot remember for the life of me uh, Jeff Jarrett's father's name, but he Mr. basically, Jarrett. Mr. Jarrett, exactly. <laughs> you know, he said to him, he said, hey, listen, you know, your mom's the one that brings you down here. Like she bought you your camera, this or that kind of play up that angle a bit. And that's where it really got started where, with Jim Cornette talking about mama and, you know, you know, I just spoke to mama and mama sent me a big pile of cash for the Midnight Express and, you know, all that. You know, so there was some truth because. She supported his career 100%. You know, hey, you want to get in the wrestling business? Jim, I'm behind you 100%. So there, there was always a little truth to, the, to those rants that he would do. Yeah, well, he was 
He was definitely uh, great on the mic. I mean, I always loved his uh, his rants, but I do like the Midnight Express. And my version, I like Sweet Stan and uh, Beautiful Bobby as well. Uh, poor Dennis Condry doesn't get any love. <laughs> no, he really didn't. Well, I think I think it was that big like '70s beard he used to like sport around. <laughs> Well, he came, he came back with it, uh, with someone to be a, uh, a, a different version of the Midnight Express, didn't he? Yeah, he did. And, and uh, that just shows you how memorable it was because I, 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 I could picture them in my mind and that's really about it. But one, one sort of memory I have of the Midnight Express was um, back in the World Championship Wrestling days when that was the name of the show, when they were in that studio that fit about 40 spectators. Um, Beautiful Bobby, Bobby Eaton, was their high flyer. He would climb the top rope, and the studio was so small, there was actually a studio light that he had to, like, he had to push it out of his way before he did, like, his flying elbow. <laughs> I always thought that was hilarious. Oh, my gosh. I love those days of that wrestling. And supposedly they're bringing it back. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I think I think you sent me the link on that. Yeah, that, I, I cannot wait because um, – you know, again, guys, go to YouTube and just look up uh, World Championship Wrestling TBS and you'll see what we're talking about. This studio with about it was like bleachers with what, like 30 people in the audience. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Loved it. But it was. Yeah. No, but it was, I was going to say it was so intimate. It was it was just it was great. It was perfect. <laughs> All right. So we're on the fly because we always do this on the fly. Uh, so Jay, yes, uh, sir. Why don't you give me a, a great tag team rivalry that oh. was uh, that uh, you love to watch? A great tag team rivalry, and wow. it can't and it can't be the Hardy Boys and uh, and Christian and Edge because we Christian. already did that. <laughs> we already did that, and even and and that was a great rivalry. Okay, a great <laughs> a great rivalry. Well, you know, I'm going to go back to the Midnight Express, and I'm going to say their rivalry with another Express and another favorite tag team of mine, the Rock and Roll Express. Oh, because, there you go. Because they uh, they traded the belts back and forth numerous times. Um, you know, again, Jim Cornette with that dang tennis racket interfering. Um, you know, it was it was just great because as wrestlers, they were pretty equally matched. Um, you had Jim Cornette, who did all the talking. Uh, Ricky Morton did all the talking for the Rock and Roll Express. Uh, it was just, it was a really fun feud to watch. Uh, how about you? What was your favorite tag team feud? Oh, you took mine, so I guess we're done for the day. Uh, <laughs> all right. No. <laughs> no, I, you know, one of the, the great tag teams that didn't mention, because uh, they're not really, they're a tag team, and they they were for a long time, is uh, Tully Blanchard and Art Anderson, part of the Four Horsemen. Mm-hmm. And their battles with the combination of Dusty Rhodes and Magnum TA or Dusty Rhodes and Sting, uh, those were some great matches. Going back to talking on the Saturday morning show where the, the guys are in the studio, those matches, I mean, Arn Anderson and Tully Blanchard, not only were they great wrestlers, um, again, they had Jim J.J. Dillon to be their, their spokesman because neither one of them could really speak. They were just mm-hmm. kind of like, um <laughs> But they battled, and the way they wrestled against these guys and their cheating and everything else, fantastic matches between them, especially the Dusty Rhodes and uh, Magnum CA fights, because they, I think they really did hate each other in real life. Yeah, you, you really got that sense that, they, that they, they really did not like one another at all. And, 
you know, like you said, uh, James J. Dillon was, you know, he was sort of the front man for Double uh, A and Tully Blanchard. Uh, on the other side, uh, it didn't matter who Dusty Rhodes' partner was because uh, he, he did all the talking for everybody. And I, I think he, and I think he did all the talking even for wrestlers he wasn't even involved with. Yeah, I could never understand what the hell he was saying, I have to be honest. Oh, my God. I think, like, I think one of my favorite catchphrases of his was funky like a monkey. Like he would just, and he would just throw it in there wherever. But you know what? He Go made ahead. he made people like me, the fat guys, like really self, uh, you know, being able to walk around with our shirts hanging out because that man was a big boy. <laughs> oh my god! And he would wear the little black trunks, and oh my! I mean, hey, listen, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I would not have the cojones to do that, and, and God bless Dusty Rose. Rest in peace. Uh, you know, he pulled it off. <laughs> but you know, not to go away from the tag teams, but with go Dusty ahead. Rhodes, uh, do you remember him coming to the WWE or F, whatever it is, mm-hmm. um, <laughs> as the Bumblebee? Oh, God, with the polka dot shorts and yeah. – uh, <laughs> oh, God. I, I, I felt bad for him. <laughs> I, I really thought when I saw that that the Killer Bees combined into one. I wasn't sure. All right. Now, it's funny that you mentioned the Killer Bees because um, we, we, I kind of had going on Instagram, and we were kind of talking back and forth about sort of like gimmicky tag. And if you want to talk about one of the greatest gimmicky tag teams ever, you, you, you got to list the Killer Bees. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely. And um, one, of, one of like my favorite gimmicks of theirs was, uh, you know, they were, they were sort of like a mid-card tag team they would uh kind of sort of challenge for the tag team titles but you knew you knew they would never get them so they you remember when they started the gimmick with the masks and then you you never knew which one was in there yeah well i loved it when uh they did a six-man match and i think their their third partner was uh sd special delivery jones (laughs) who for those who don't know he is a he is a world he is one of my favorite jobbers of all time and I should probably, if you don't know the lingo, a jobber is basically a professional loser. But it's it's really more than that. Like, you know, they're going to lose every match, but they're actually very, very good wrestlers. So they will make the winners look very good. But S.D. Jones was a rather large African-American man, and he came out in matching yellow tights and yellow boots. So when they did their famous put on all three of them put on the masks. And even though he wasn't the eligible man, S.D. Jones went in the ring and the other team complained. And the referee was like, well, they're wearing masks. I don't know who it is, <laughs> even though you have two small white guys and a large African-American man. Like the mask really threw him. <laughs> he was one of the few jobbers, actually, to get like a wrestling figure. Remember those old wrestling figures that were like made of like that thick uh, clay? You remember that? I remember. I never knew he had it. I didn't know that. He had oh, an action. Wow. Yeah, he was wearing a Hawaiian shirt, and you know, remember the old ones where, like, if they bend a little bit, you know, like the Hulk Hogan when Hulk right, Hogan right. was like cool. Um, <laughs> he it, was <laughs> at some point in time. I guess he was. Uh, unfortunately, SD Jones did pass away about yes. ten years ago. But uh, yeah, he was he was a great jobber. Um, also, a pretty good wrestler. You know, him and uh, him and Junkyard Dog were a tag team for a little while too. Yeah, I think they were. And again, they were sort of like mid carters where they would beat up other jobbers. But then, you know, when a, a competent team like the Hart Foundation, say, came in, they would give them a good match. But, you know, 
just fall a little short. <laughs> just a little short. All right, uh, so here I have ahead. I have five of the worst tag teams based on another the ranker ranker dot com who does a lot of ranking of things apparently. So you yeah. tell me if, if you heard of any of these guys. Um, so number five, the Spirit Squad. Do you remember the Spirit Squad? Now the Spirit Squad that was uh, weren't they like male cheerleaders and there was like five or six of them yes yes kind of yeah i sadly that's about all i remember of them and i think they came and went pretty quickly thank goodness yes so they're number five um half of these are not really great tag teams that's the number as to be on this list but the mean street posse the mean street that name sounds really familiar uh go ahead who were they pete gas rodney and joey abs now i believe you know and again I'm getting old to my memories going. So you wrestling fans out there that are listening, call in and Instagram us and tell us for idiots. Um, do that anyway. Do um, anyway, yeah. <laughs> I think they, I think they, they came in with. Um, this is when uh, Shane McMahon just started coming into the league. I think they're his buddies. Oh, they, and they they wrestled in like khakis and like sweater <laughs> yeah. vests, and because they were from the mean streets of Greenwich, Connecticut. That's right. Exactly. Oh God. <laughs> Now, this tag team I've never heard of, the, third, uh, the Dicks, James Dick and Chad Dick. Never heard of them. Never heard of them at all. <laughs> and they're number three, so that means there's two people worse than they are. Okay. Okay. Number two is your favorite tag team, the Mulkey Brothers. Oh, yes. Bill and Randy Mulkey. Now, for those who don't know, Bill and Randy Mulkey were – they were a job – they were jobbers. Uh, they uh, appeared as a tag team. They would uh, – wrestle in singles competition uh they were sort of known as like skinny hulk hogan's because they had like his bleach blonde hair and they were about 200 pounds short of of like hulk hogan's uh size and they were just they were so bad that they were beloved like like they actually had fans people love these guys so much <laughs> that's scary because i've only seen them wrestle a couple times and they they definitely look like the 70s type of wrestler they look like little rick flares um yeah <laughs> and then the final tag team the ding dongs oh, oh god do i remember this tag team all right oh. i have i don't remember these guys why don't you give me a little uh, insight on what the who they are okay <laughs> okay well i i remember seeing them and then i remember um listening to Sad to, sorry to say this, I, I listened to another podcast at one time. What? <laughs> well, I listened to a wrestling podcast. What? And, uh, well, I will tell you why I listened to it. Because what? they interviewed, well, they interviewed, <laughs> they interviewed Jim Cornette. Did they really? Yes, yes. And uh, Jim Cornette was talking about this tag team. Now, the Ding Dongs, they came out, they were masked wrestlers. Uh, they were actually in full body suits. They had these... Uh, wrist and ankle bracelets that had like sleigh bells, like little jingle bells. Two minutes into the match, pretty much broke off. And in in their corner, uh, they had uh, a bell. Like if you ever, you know, if you ever go into the Arby's, they have that like ring the bell for good service. Yes. Well, they had that, and they would that just guy. Come on. Ring. Yep. <laughs> I love Arby's, and they would just ring it, and now. The story behind it was um, WCW had a they had a new promoter who was never involved in the wrestling business at all. Uh, apparently, he pr he used to promote like Pizza Hut or something, and this was his big idea. And it was so poorly received that if you go to YouTube 
look up the Ding Dong since they had one match only. The commentators, which was Tony Schiavone, I don't know who he was with at the time. You could just hear they loathed these guys. They just, they would just be like, well, I guess that's Ding Dong number one doing whatever like they they you you could just hear the hate in their voice that they had to call this match <laughs> oh my goodness so how how close do you think that that five is to your now let's let's go back before i go answer ahead. that question go ahead for real tag team wrestlers and yes. matches yes who are your worst five rest five tag teams worst five tag teams yeah Ugh. Wow. Five, four, three, two, one. Just in case you're not a count backwards. Yeah. Gosh, worst, worst tag teams. Um, that's really tough because I really thought about a lot of great tag teams. Oh, okay. Right. I, I, I thought of one right away. Uh, the Young Stallions. Do you remember the Young Stallions? Paul Roma and Jim Powers. Powers. Oh yes. man, I can't remember remember that one. <laughs> oh God, they were just god awful. They were. They were. They were given a push, even though they were they were losers. Uh, <laughs> Paul Roma was like this big uh, bodybuilder-looking guy, and Jim Powers was another bodybuilder-looking guy, and that's about all you really need to know. Oh my god! Oh, <laughs> they, oh. <laughs> oh, they were they were terrible. They they were terrible. <laughs> um, do you remember the tag team Strike Force? No. Strike Force was, you know, and unfortunately it was made up of one one of the guys and it was one of my favorite wrestlers, Tito Santana. Uh Tito Santana, he he lost the Intercontinental title to the Macho Man. He kind of just they just kind of pushed him around the card a bit. They uh they partnered him up with a guy who who was in the AWA, Rick Martel, and they formed Strike Force and that's it right there. I mean, <laughs> they didn't have any special moves. They, they really, they just, they, they wore white, white trunks and white boots. And then I think Rick Martel turned on Tito Santana and I don't think anybody really cared. <laughs> it wasn't, didn't he like get into like a tag team with uh, Rick Martel? I mean, with, they were called the Canadians. I, he became, I know Rick Martel became, he became the model uh, right, and I think, and I think he did with another Canadian wrestler, a Rougeau brother, or somebody. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> not not very memorable. Uh, I'm still kind of struggling here. So, so who is the your bit. worst? Please. Okay. Right? So wait, 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 wait. I'm gonna make the tag. I'm making the tag. Make the tag. Okay. <laughs> All right. So <laughs> we already talked about the Killer Bees, who I couldn't stand for the life of me, but um. Power and Glory. You remember Power and Glory? Was that Hercules and somebody else? And Paul Roma. There's a oh. theme here, people. Paul Roma is not a great tag team partner. Uh, they, uh, God, I don't even know how long they lasted for. Maybe a month or two. It mm. was, they come out in like these belly shirts. And, and Hercules, again, was a great like singles wrestler ma yes. managed by Bobby Heenan. Uh, I believe he actually had the inter intercontinental title at one point in time. I think he did, yeah. And I think towards the end of his career, because he, he did he did end up dying early, um, he tagged with Paul Roma. So Paul Roma has not been very successful with tag teams. But it was very hard to watch those guys go at it in the ring. Go at it. Uh-oh. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> this list actually has... 
the Road Warriors and uh, Demolition as bad tag teams. I mean, how's that possible? Well, the only thing I could think of is um, I used to see the Road Warriors back in the NWA where they were monsters. Um, you know, they were they were still young. They were relatively injury-free. And, you know, they, they just pulled it off. They came in. They destroyed teams within minutes, uh, screaming and yelling. I think by the time they got to the WWFE, whichever, uh, they were older. They were injured. Uh, Hawk, unfortunately, had a horrible substance abuse problem. And, and they just couldn't pull it off anymore. And, and maybe that's why they got put up there. All right. That's probably what makes sense. <laughs> All right. And- someone. And yeah. I was never I was never a fan of demolition. I found them to be Road Warrior ripoffs and I'm kinda of yeah. glad they're on that list. <laughs> yeah, they came out in that time where like you said earlier in that the eighties where, you know, everything was a gimmick with the the rest obviously everything's a gimmick with wrestling, but I mean it was like those stupid gimmicks. Now I think demolition was a little bit better in the fact they you know, they they were grounded pound type of guys. Mm-hmm. Um, so some of my other fake, my other fake, they were <laughs> fake wrestlers. Some of my other least favorite wrestling team was, uh, the American males. Do you remember the American males? That was, uh, that was WCW and I know Buff Bagwell, but yes. he was, he was known as Marcus Alexander Bagwell and his partner, I think was Scotty Riggs. I think Thanks. you are right on it. My friend, right on it. Oh man. <laughs> I told you I had a lot of free Saturday mornings. <laughs> Your poor wife. Um, I know. <laughs> uh, I can imagine those dates. Did you see that match? The American Males took on the Mokley Brothers. Oh my gosh! Yeah, this tag team. You know, I it just didn't like. They didn't meld well. And uh, Bagwell is like awkward as it is. Awkward wrestling. Um, granted. Mm-hmm. If I looked like him, I do. I could do whatever I wanted anyway, you know. <laughs> um, and Scotty Riggs the same thing. I mean, they just did not look like they were in sync at all when they when they were in matches. And I don't think they lasted long long either. I believe it was like six months, probably at the most. Well, I think um, they that was right around the time of the NWO, and I think uh, Bag. That's when he became Buff Bagwell. Like he he jumped to the NWO, which was kind of a good move for him because he was headed towards obscurity. <laughs> yes. Next thing you know, he'd be doing a tag team with Disco Inferno. Oh, God. There, there's <laughs> another one. He, he, he was the Paul Roma of the WCW. Yes, he was. Yes, he was. <laughs> oh, my goodness. Oh, boy. <laughs> um, okay, well, I have um, a tag team that was a – they were a very, very good tag team, but unfortunately due to injuries, they were very short-lived. And that was the British Bulldogs. Oh, yeah. They were a great tag team. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. Davy Boy Smith, the Dynamite Kid. Um, they <clears throat> they rose really quickly. They beat the Hart Foundation. And then I pretty much the Dynamite Kid, his body was breaking down. And they actually lost the belts. He was, he was so badly injured. Um, Davy Boy Smith actually carried him to the ring so they could do the match. It was like a two-minute match. The Hart Foundation pinned them, and you never really saw them again as yeah. a tag team. As a tag yeah. team. Yeah, I'm sorry. No, go ahead. 
No, no, you're, no. I, we keep interrupting. We're not professionals, people. Just so you know. Go ahead. <laughs> yeah. No, I was just going to say you never saw them again as a tag team, but uh, Davy Boy Smith went on to have a, a, a decent singles career. Oh, absolutely. I mean, he won a couple intercontinental titles. I think he actually won the heavyweight title at some point in time. Um, mm-hmm. And he went back to tag team with uh, Jim the Anvil Nightheart, I guess, when they all became the Hart Foundation, when the Hart Foundation went from two to like 30, kind of like the, <laughs> kind of like the NWO. NWO, NWO. Um, yeah. I'll tell you one of the, one of the res- wrestling tag teams that I liked, and again, they were short-lived. Mm-hmm. I thought they would last longer than they did just because of the fact, you know, memory. Uh, Scott Steiner and Rick Steiner, the Steiner brothers. Yeah, the Steiner. I, I can't believe I forgot about them. Yeah, they were a great tag team. Uh, what did you like about those two? Well, I'll tell you, Scott Steiner, for a, now he went from, you know, a pretty decent size wrestler to, you know, the Hulk. Uh, mm. Thanks to some extra stuff going on there, but when he was when they were tag team together, when they were the brothers were together as that tag team, and in the in the they were NWA at that time, I believe. Yes, he could do things off the top ropes for a big guy that I never thought was possible. I mean, he was doing suplexes off the top rope. I think he was doing suplexes off of ladders. I mean, he was great, and then. Steiner with his barking and his and his rest both of their both of their professional wrestling backgrounds the amateur wrestling backgrounds mm-hmm. they com- they did a great job of combining that with the wrestling that we see today um, high flying um, just crazy stuff off the ropes uh, you know into the crowd again two crazy bastards but uh, great tag team to watch yeah well. Talk, talking about that and talking about a crazy tag team made me, you know, reminded me of good old ECW and one of my favorite tag teams, Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Now, did you ever see those two guys in action? I've seen them wrestle each other. Oh, God. Oh. Well, if you, if you saw how they wrestled each other, just imagine them as a tag team. <laughs> oh, and a little side note, I did meet Rob Van Dam at Steel City Con. With fat guys and little coats. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> now, now, just just because, and he he never denies this. Did uh, did he uh, invite you to uh, partake in a little herb? Because Rob Van Dam is a big fan of the uh, <laughs> of the herbal medicine. Let's say. <laughs> I'll say no because I don't do that stuff. Uh, but um, I will, I don't want to be a spoiler alert. But basically, I got something happened where we got to meet Rob Van Dam. Okay. At, I actually got a picture with him, but uh, every time I saw him, I did the Rob Van Dam, <laughs> <laughs> and John wanted to kill me pretty much most of the time. But we'll go through that story on Fat Guys. <laughs> yes, pl- please, please save that for Fat Guys. That that that's actually pretty cool. Yeah, Rob, I mean Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Now, when you saw them as as uh, individuals, they were, you know, Rob Van Dam again. Talk about doing stuff off the top rope into the crowd suplex variations uh and then sabu was right behind him as like the middle eastern madman who just put his body on the line doing suicide dives out of the ring um they were a phenomenal tag team in a in a incredible uh promotion ecw now i didn't watch a lot of ecw did they have a lot of tag teams they did. Ha- they actually did have a lot of tag teams. Uh, you know, they had the Eliminators. They had the Pitbulls. Uh, Rob Van Dam and Sabu. Um, 
you had Raven and, you know, whoever he would partner up with, um, you know, they, they were, they had a fairly decent tag team roster. Um, trying to think who else. Cause I know nowadays, yeah. you know, mm-hmm. watch, watching it sparingly, uh, cause it's hard to watch some of it. The rest of the tag team dynamic really has gone downhill. That's why I kind of stopped watching wrestling a lot because I, mean, I, I always loved the tag teams. Um, the matches were much better. Um, but yeah, so somewhere in 1999, 98, 2000, tag teams started to to start going downhill. I mean, we had in that that time frame, you know, you had the the new the, uh, the outsiders. You had DX um, or the what were they called? The new uh, well. Well, their tag team was the New Age Outlaws. The New Age Outlaws, thank you very much, which I do love them. Talking about guys that can be on the mic. Um, oh, yeah. <laughs> but after those guys and that era kind of disappeared, wrestling, has uh, the tag teams have definitely dropped. Yeah, and it's, it's, you know, it's really a shame because one of the things, you know, tag team matches, good tag team matches, it has a lot of drama. You know, there's a lot of back and forth. There's a lot of like what they call false finishes where it's, you know, the the two count, the two and a half count. Um, sort of how we demonstrated before where I was struggling and I was reaching for the tag and I was able to tag my partner, Pete. I mean, you, you would see that in great tag team matches. And I really don't know why it just disappeared. Yeah, I mean, you have teams that you have tag teams, but now it's they're only together for a little while and then they disband you know um or they turn everybody's turning on each other now in in wrestling and it's it's not as uh not as exciting i mean you had wrestling tag teams that were together forever i mean one tag team that we didn't talk about that's probably one of the top ones too and i'm sure people are will be listening by this time saying why haven't you talked about these guys the dudley boys yeah oh my god the dudley boys absolutely yeah um so when when now they were from ECW. So when did you first see the Dudley Boys? They I saw them in the WCW at some point in time. They they started tagging together and just their matches. I mean they were one of the. I mean I, they were on the same level as Christian and Edge and and the Hardy Boys. They, those. They just want to hit you with tables, put you through tables, hit you with chairs, and they. But and but also, not only were they, you know, these two monsters of wrestlers, mm-hmm. but they were also pretty good on the mic as well. Yeah, and and the thing is, is you know, we're talking about the tables, ladders, and chairs matches. I think they even had a three-way match, a couple of them with Christian and Edge and the Hardy Boys, and we're talking about guys doing crazy stuff off the tops of ladders now. Christian Edge and the Hardy Boys are, you know, sort of cruiserweight size. Uh, Bubba Ray and Devon Dudley, uh, they are not going to be mistaken for cruiserweights at all. No, they're fat they, guys in little coats. Yeah, fat guys in tight T-shirts. <laughs> That's right. Exactly. <laughs> I actually, I heard uh, Devon on the radio one time saying that he's actually afraid of heights. And he says even climbing to the top rope is terrifying for him. <laughs> <laughs> I, and I'm like thinking, okay, but we see you dive off at the tops of ladders and things like, wow. Well, you know what he's thinking when he's climbing up that, that the ropes, he's like, all right, I got to do this because I got to get paid. I got to so. get paid, exactly. <laughs> so. All righty. Um, 
there's one more. I mean, well, there's hundreds of tag teams out there that we could discuss about it. We we could probably we could most definitely do a part two. So uh, before I kind of get to, I think maybe we'll wrap up with one more tag team each. But before we get to that, let me just throw in some quick plugs. Um, if you like this uh, talk about famous tag teams and you want to hear more, uh, you can find us on on Facebook at enter the nerd zone. You can find us on Instagram on enter the nerd zone, either place, uh, drop us a message. Tell us what tag teams we should, we should have talked about. Uh, anchor has a call in feature call in. Uh, you can also find us on iTunes. So, uh, and Google play and Google play. Yes. Thank you. See, see, we made that tag. tag, that was a tag. He, we were in the regular <laughs> We're in the ring at the same time. There we go. <laughs> so um, I'm thinking of one more tag team, Pete. So are you thinking of, like, maybe one more really great tag team? Uh, sure, okay. I can do that. Okay. <laughs> um, all righty. All right, I'll go first, I guess. Um, okay, you want to go first? Go ahead. I will go first. All right, I'm making the tag. I'm coming back in. <laughs> I'm going to set you up for the big finish. Um this was a tag team. They were at, they were actually three guys, so they were actually a six man tag team, um, and they might not be very well known, but the Fabulous Freebirds. Were you familiar with the Fabulous Freebirds? Uh, I love the I love the Freebirds absolutely. Okay, so for for those who don't know, the Fabulous Freebirds, uh, they started out in Georgia Championship Wrestling, and they were recruited by. Uh, the late David Von Erich of the famous and tragic Von Erich family for their federation out in Texas, world-class championship wrestling. Uh, he wanted these three men to come in to sort of be foils to him and his brothers. And, oh, my God, they were just a legendary tag team. Um, what, what are some of your memories of the, the fabulous Freebirds? I just remember them battling the Von Erichs uh, yeah. over and over again. And then, you know, Michael P. Hayes, who was – this, you know, sexy guy. I guess I don't know how to put it. I hate to say it like that. Again, it was the well, early. Well, that's how he built himself. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was the early '80s, late '70s. Yeah. Uh, you know, the Dukes of Hazard were out, and all these other shows. And you know, they had. I believe they had the. Uh, didn't they have the Dixie flag as like a? Like as, everywhere, yeah. Yeah, as, <laughs> on their on their robes. Didn't they have them on their robes as well? Yeah, I think like Michael uh, Michael Hayes would come out, and he would have like a long, kind of flowing, almost like a Ric Flair kind of a uh, robe, and he would spread his arms, and it would be the Confederate flag. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I mean, their battles with the Von Erichs, um, again, when wrestling was, you know, punch and you know, it was a lot of, you know, talking to each other, fighting. Though it wasn't as much as uh, the nowadays where you're in the ring for thirty minutes having a conversation, and then you. <laughs> and that's their battles with the Von Erics, like I said, their battles with the Garvin brothers. Uh, they really did have some great matches. And I think they did fight Tully and Arn a few times as well. Yes, very true. Yeah. And the, yeah. So, so the, oh, I'm sorry. So the Freebirds uh, made up of Michael Hayes, uh, Terry Bam Bam Gordy, who was sort of like the big, he was the big brute of the group. And then Buddy Jack Roberts, who, he was actually, you know, sadly, it's like he was he was involved with two guys that were very dynamic, and he was a great wrestler in his own right. He was sort of like he was sort of the Tully Blanchard of the group, you know, very great wrestler, and just kind of pushed to the side because you know he had two real dynamic guys in front of him. <laughs> yeah, 
Uh, again, it, you know, the other two never really talked. <laughs> Michael Hayes did all the talking. Exactly. So. <laughs> well, 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 Terry Gordy did his talking with his fists. Like, he was, he was one of those yes. guys. <laughs> Absolutely, he was. All right. They're ranked, number nine, they're ranked number nine on the greatest tag teams of all time, by the yeah, way. Yeah, and I think, I think it's the fact that, you know, they were really – they were big in the regionals. They really never got that national uh, – that fame, and I think that's probably why they're ranked ninth. Well, I'll tell you my my one other tag team, and then I'll give you the top ten okay. of all time, uh, according to Ranker.com. He is ranking again. <laughs> I, I'm ranking. I'm telling you. I, I Like I said, i got nothing else better to do either. Um, I actually, and this is a tag team that you would think is, is a joke, but I love the uh, the team of Brutus Beefcake and Greg the Hammer Valentine, the dream team. All right. Remember I the remember dream the dream team, and – Okay, I'd like to hear why these guys made your list. No, I mean, no. Go ahead. <laughs> Again, you know, well, one of the, one of the things, Bruce Beefcake is one of my favorite wrestlers of all yeah. time. Uh, that sounds pretty sad, but true. <laughs> uh, and Greg ha- Greg the Hammer was a a great um, amateur wrestler as well. And the two of them together with the the mouth of the South as their. Um, mm-hmm. Their, uh, you know, their mouthpiece, Jimmy Hart. Uh, they really, they, you know, they went in the ring and they actually, for the time in the eighties where they were, like I said, those gimmick wrestlers, they actually wrestled pretty well together. Mm-hmm. They had some great matches. They had a great match at uh, at WrestleMania one where they took on um, the U.S. the U.S. Express. Is that oh, what uh, Mike Rotundo and Barry Windham. Yeah, yeah. Another great tag team, oh, by yeah. the way. I like Barry Windham as well. Um, so, you know, this their matches, I also saw them live, and they, they really put it – I saw them live at the Mad- – not Madison Square Garden, the Meadowlands. Remember the oh, old yeah. Meadowlands? Yeah, and they were in a steel cage match against another tag team. One of them was Hogan with somebody else. And it was a great, great match, and I think that's what I remember best. I mean, again, I go back and watch them on – on the TV, and I'm like, yeah, I don't know why I like these guys so much, but uh, that match is very memorable to me, and I don't know why. Well, I think maybe because also back then, like, cage matches were rare. Like, if you saw a cage match, it was like, you know, wow. You know, it was like a once-in-a-lifetime thing because, you know, this was before the days of, like, the Hell in the Cell and the uh, Elimination Chamber and all that. Like, a cage match was, it was a once, it was like a once-in-a-lifetime thing. Well, I saw, you know, at Meadowlands, I saw a couple uh, steel cage matches. Actually, one I saw that was awesome was Hulk Hogan versus the Macho Man in the height of their hatred for each oh. other. It was it was a great match. Great match. Anyway. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not talk, we're, we're not talking about the superpowers no. right now. All right. So I teased at the top ten according to ranker and you guys make sure when you, like jay said call us in give us your uh your top 10 instagram us facebook us i don't know what else we can do snap bird whatever the heck it's called no um, idea. <laughs> no idea number 10 devon Eriks. yeah and again i think just because they were like a regional tag team uh that's probably why they're ranked there but th- th- they were a great bunch of uh, guys great wrestlers uh very charismatic yeah, and again, a lot of tragedy in that family. That's, um, and that's the one thing. They were all family. I mean, when you see brothers, and they, a lot of the times they're not really brothers. These guys were real family. And you could tell that they, you know, they, 
because they worked well together. Yeah. Um, number nine, the fabulous Freebirds. Fabulous Freebirds. We spoke about them. Okay. <laughs> number eight, the Midnight Express. Did, now, does it say which version of the Midnight Express or? It has Dennis Condry as the as their uh, as oh. the guy. Him and uh, him, him and Bobby Eaton. Eaton. All right. <laughs> yeah. And they do say that Jim Cornette is the best manager of all time, uh, but we can talk about that later yeah. on. <laughs> That's another podcast. <laughs> That's right. It's the Hardy Boys. Okay. All right. What? What now? What? What was sort of your take on the Hardy Boys? Oh, they were fantastic. The I just like the high flying. I love tables and chairs mm-hmm. matches. Uh, they they seem like uh, asses in real life, but I mean uh, in the ring. In the ring, they were great. I think when they when they would talk, you'd be bored yeah. to death. But when they got into the ring, and they, you know, just their high flying antics, and and Jeff Hardy diving off of uh, that seventy five foot ladder or whatever it was into onto a table and chair, these guys are nuts. Yeah, They're nuts. they are. Yeah, and I think um, yeah, just the fact that neither one of them really could get on the mic, and even when they had Lita, Lita really couldn't get on the mic. You know, so they. They did like they were one of those teams. They did all their talking in the ring, and I kind of agree. I don't think I'd want to meet these guys outside of the ring just because they they look like jerks. <laughs> and he, but I mean, they're scary great oh, wrestlers. Absolutely, it was you have have to find them on YouTube. All right, number mm-hmm. six, my tag team, the Outsiders. Okay, great. No, number five, the Dudley yes. Boys. Your tag team, the Rock and Roll Express, was number right. four. <laughs> the Heart Foundation, hey, number three. Guys, all right, yep. Edge and Christian, Woo-hoo. number two. <laughs> and and number one, number, who's number one? You number tell me one number tag one. Number one team of all time. Wow, let's see, let's see. I'm trying to think of all the great teams that they mentioned. <sighs> For some reason, I think they're going to say the British Bulldogs. You'd okay. be wrong. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. The Legion of Doom, the Road Warriors are number one. Okay. And and then it's weird that you said on another list they were ranked as one of the worst tag teams. That's Yeah, seventy sixth worst oh. tag team. Maybe I, I and I didn't go into full detail looking at these uh these lists, but maybe like you said, you know, when they came into the WWE they were half what they were when they were in the WCW and NWA. Um uh, Again, they had some great battles. Uh, I don't know if you remember the tag team, Nikolai Volkov and uh, Ivan Oh, Koloff. yeah. That's, and that's a, they, they were yeah. another great tag team. Yeah, they were a great tag team. You know, you had another other great tag teams uh, that didn't last a long time. Speaking of Dusty Rhodes mm-hmm. and Nikolai Volkov, they were the super – they were called the, the superpowers? Yeah, the superpowers, power? yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, Another great tag team. So, obviously, there's a bunch of great tag teams out there. Yeah, there is. And, and like we said, you know, if we didn't mention your favorite, uh, I think it's only because there's hundreds and hundreds of great tag teams on there, and we can't podcast for eight hours straight. <laughs> well, we probably didn't mention their, their, uh, their favorite tag teams because it's our show, not their show. That is true, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know. But but absolutely, definitely, definitely reach out to us uh, on Instagram, on Facebook, uh, call in to Anchor. Uh, tell us who you'd like us to discuss, uh, what other wrestling topics or just what other topics in general you'd like us to discuss. And uh, I guess it's that time of the show where we start uh, promoting we start we start plugging. Plugging stuff. Yep. All righty. So what do, go, go for it. 
Make Go the for tag. it. All right. So our, Make the just, tag. <laughs> all right. So our next show, uh, I think we're going to be doing Harry Potter Part 2, right? Yes. The Chamber of Secrets, or as they call it over in England, the Chamber of Secrets. <laughs> so look for that. And make sure you listen to our first part of Harry Potter uh, series, which was uh, – the Sorcerer's Stone, or what they called in England, the Philosopher's Stone. <laughs> there I'll we try, go. I'll try that you. joke. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Yeah, I figured. You, no, I like that joke. We have to use that. Consistency, Jay. Consistency. Um, <laughs> We're going to get professional. <laughs> that's right. Let's not go crazy now. Um, all right. So don't also listen to Jay and or Pete or John or mm-hmm. Alan on stuff you don't need to know, where we talk about everything and anything. Uh, listen to me because I'm the best. Uh, and then Jay, I do okay. Uh, yeah, Jay do does okay. okay. The guys, uh, all right. Uh, but uh, you know, listen to all four of us. We do some great stuff, anywhere from comics all the way up to history. Yes. Um, you may even hear me do the time. Yeah, I'm still I'm still waiting not for the... that one. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, so that got us, and then we have uh, our other, our, like I said, our buddies Jay and uh, Jay, John and Alan. They do Nerd and Me. Yep. And you can hear them all in the same places too. What about you, Jay? You could promote some stuff. Sure, I'm still yeah. talking. Um, <laughs> well, Pete, uh, he's also involved with our friend John in a great podcast. And John specifically asked me to do this. Uh, the name of your podcast is Fat Guys in Little Coats because he he loves hearing it sung. Um, uh, he doesn't. <laughs> And he loves how I say it wrong all the time. I'm the best at promoting the wrong shows. I can tell you that right, right now. So whatever Pete, whatever Pete just promoted, listen to the opposite. <laughs> exactly. Um, I think that's everything. I think that's everything. Tomorrow you'll hear me on uh, stuff talking about the uh, NFL playoffs. And Jay, you did a great segment on Black Belt, Black Belt movies. Well, Black Belt right? Theater, yeah. It's something I'm going to try. Every weekend, uh, just talking about old school kung fu movies. Yeah, like like Bruce Lee Bruce movies. Answer the Dragon that might be on there. Uh, some old Jackie Chan. Uh, I just did. Go ahead. Just... No, go. You're first. Sorry, oh, no. I cut you off. I was going to say uh, the first episode I did was a kung fu classic, The Five Deadly Venoms, and uh, it's pretty much going to be that era of kung fu movies uh, that came out of Hong Kong in the seventies, eighties. And I might branch out and do some more, but a good way to get started were those the movies that were on pix like at on saturday morning at like 7 a.m that's exactly what i was talking about yeah you, you could find them on pix <laughs> or you could find them on fox <laughs> <laughs> oh those were great movies my uncles used to love those movies and then pretend like i was the dummy on that movie and just beat the crap out of it so oh, God. so thanks for the memories jay appreciate <laughs> that's it that's what i'm here for <laughs> <laughs> Anyway, Jay, I think it's time that we say uh, same Same bad time. Channel. All right, man. I'll talk to you later. (laughs) Hey, don't sue us, Batman. Batman. We We love love you. you. (laughs) All right, man. (laughs) Bye.